The following program is a paid advertisement. The views reflected on this show are not necessarily the views of ESPN 1000. Chauncey's Great Outdoors is brought to you by Waterworks, 18660 South Cicero Avenue and Country Club Hills, Paul's Pizza in Westchester, DiamondGhostCharters.com, HookandHuntTV.com, Midwest Outdoors Magazine, the magazine for the true Midwest sportsman, Run Lake Area Tourism at Visit renlake.com and enjoy renlake.com bizbait the soft plastic baits made for the professional bass angler who want to catch more fish that's bizbait.com mark one sportfishing.com my favorite walleye charter on lake erie and bayzedge.com the most luxurious townhomes and the only place you'll ever want to stay on your next trip to lake erie This is Chauncey from Chauncey's Great Outdoors. Come on out and follow me into the great outdoors. Whether it's close to home or across this great country, come on out and follow me. Well, I hope you're ready to enjoy the great outdoors on Chauncey's Great Outdoors. On today's show, we've got my very good friend, and I I hate to say this, I haven't talked to him in a couple of years. I'm very, very bad. He's a naturalist, an educator, and more. Stan Tequila. Stan is unbelievable. I know you've seen his books in stores and online uh, because he has so many of them out there, and they're very easy to read, understand, and they're put together so well. But we're going to be talking to him about those cute, pesky gray squirrels we see in our backyard who today I am at war with. I've declared war on the gray squirrel in my backyard. (laughs) Then Brian Anderson, the tick terminator, he's going to come on and tell us the best ways to keep the ticks off of our bodies uh, and what to do if we get one. And it's going to be very informative and very a lot of information there for you. Then Joe Cochran from Nature's Image Taxidermy. will be coming on, and he'll be talking to us on how to take care of a fish for a skin mount and what to do if you're going to have a replica mount, all on Chauncey's Great Outdoors. You can't go wrong with that. Remember that. We'll then have our outdoor news and fishing report in the last segment of the show. And remember to tell your friends to tune in to Chauncey's Great Outdoors because it's always fun to do it on the ESPN Chicago app, downloaded for free and you'll also have a lot of fun listening to our past shows and our current shows we've got stan tequila on on the phone here and stan how are you my friend no long time no talk to yeah long time no no talk to for sure chauncey it's good to hear your voice it's been um Quite a number of years since uh, we've actually hooked up on the phone. Twenty three, uh, yeah. Let's just say twenty five yeah, years yeah, or so. Ago, yeah. Yeah. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> but everybody, uh, Stan Te- Tequila is uh, just a phenomenal outdoor writer, nature person. I mean, he writes a great comedy, speaks very well, but he is so good at bringing nature to the common person for them to understand learn and enjoy and i think in my mind that's what makes it special 
that's I hope that's a pretty good intro for you, buddy. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. So I'm a naturalist. As a naturalist is somebody who educates people about the great outdoors. I like to think of it kind of as a big picture of things. So it's better if you understand a little bit of everything. So you understand everything from the rocks to the weather to the mammals to the insects to the birds, you know, you name it. Mm -hmm. And then more importantly, how it all fits together. That's the key to understanding and kind of enjoying the great outdoors. Yeah. And I mean, you know, Stan is such a... Massive amount of not. I, he is probably when I started my television show and way before that. That's when I first met Stan, and I literally went nuts because I enjoyed being around him so much. And you know, we could be talking about buffaloes, we could be talking about bears, we could talk about eagles, we could talk. But today, I wanted to ask you about this dang critter that's driving me crazy in my backyard. I call well, I got a lot of adjectives I call him, but I call him just the. Your common gray squirrel, but he's got a better name yeah. than that, doesn't he? <laughs> no, that's uh, Eastern Gray Squirrel is their official name, uh, and so the Eastern Gray Squirrel is. Um, I mean, I, I think you're living under a rock if you don't know what the heck this thing is, um, <laughs> because they're they're everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're a unique species in that. Um, well, they're, first of all, they're a member of the tree squirrel tribe. So, in other words, uh, they break squirrels up into tree squirrels and ground squirrels. Um, for example, uh, like gophers and uh, thirteen-line ground squirrels and chipmunks, those are ground squirrels. Tree squirrels are gray squirrels, red squirrels, fox squirrels, and the amazing flying squirrel. That's something we need to spend some time talking about. Flying squirrels are one of my specialties, and I love them. <laughs> uh, I have uh, flying squirrels in my yard, and I and I actually have a flying squirrel as a uh, captive animal too. And they are they're an amazing species, but. The eastern gray squirrel is found uh, nearly throughout, and uh, there's some there's a couple different subspecies of these gray squirrels. When mm-hmm. you kind of move around, you find different subspecies of them, but they generally are all the same, gray in in appearance, and uh, big fluffy tails on them, of course, too. But there's there's an interesting thing where they are uh, there's a different regions have uh, a, a dark morph gray squirrel. And that's just a fancy word of saying that these, these squirrels are black. Their fur is black. Mm-hmm. They oftentimes have an auburn-looking tail, but their fur is black. And it's generally uh, thought of as that the further north you go, uh, the darker the squirrels get. And, um, uh, and the reason for that, they've done some studies with it, showing that uh, the dark fur helps them to stay warmer in the wintertime and uh, helps them digest their food in the wintertime, too, because the sun helps them to uh, warm up their body. The black fur helps them warm up their body. So, uh, but now these black squirrels are now found kind of just about anywhere. Have you ever seen them down by you and where you're at? You know, I've never... I, I want to say I've seen a, a couple out in the f- western suburbs, never in the city or around my house in the western suburbs, but uh, western Michigan? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. there you go. I remember yeah, I, there's pockets of them all over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Only used to see gray squirrels, and then it was like, oh, you see that one? That was a black squirrel. He's, you know, one of those he, mm-hmm. fur, he got yeah. morphed. And then I was like, well, all of a sudden it was like, wait a minute, about three years later, there's a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. So it's a, it's a, the only difference there is that they have a gene that it produces more melanin, and that melanin gives them that darker color in their fur. Uh, but otherwise, they're eastern gray squirrel. They're the same, same exact thing. Yeah. So it's really an interesting uh, thing to see. Generally speaking, like uh, the UP of Michigan has a lot of them. 
but there's been pockets of them uh, popping up as far south as Kansas. But I did a little research on this, and it turns out that what had happened was uh, several different universities had captured uh, some of the black squirrels and had brought them to their university campuses to let them go so that they could study them and and uh, and check you know what they were doing, and that's why we start seeing these um, uh, pockets in places as far south as Kansas. Mm-hmm. And you know these squirrels, you know whatever which one you want to talk about. I mean, as you said, they're all gray squirrels. It's just the different colors. The they are the smartest smart. damn critters I've ever yeah. met. Yeah, super smart. Um, uh, they've got um, so I'm doing a lot of research on animal and bird brains right now, and their their ratio of their brain size to their body is very high in gray squirrels. And so these guys are incredibly intelligent animals, and they're able to problem-solve and figure things out. There's all sorts of cool uh, documentation online of people who put up obstacle courses for the uh, squirrels, and they learn very quickly how to uh, negotiate these obstacle courses and uh, you know get through and get to the end where they can get their uh, food payoff. And so uh, they're really, uh, they're actually very enjoyable if you stop and actually think about about them and what they're doing. You mm-hmm. can almost appreciate them more so than dreading them or hating them for showing up at your feeders, you know. So it's, if you just learn how to work with them, like, for example, at my nature center, I've got uh, squirrel guards on all my uh, 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 feeders. So they cannot get up onto the feeders, and it leaves the feeders open for the birds, which is what you want. But I always put a little bit of food down on the ground for them because, you know, they need, they need something to do. They need to look for some food. They need to feel like they've, they've found something and are getting a benefit from it. Otherwise, they sit down there and they obsess and they problem solve and try to figure out a way to get to your feeders, and eventually they'll do it. And so I figure that's just easier just to throw some cheap food down on the ground for them and they'll just be happy with it. Well, and that sounds like my backyard. Uh, you know, I've got this <laughs> one gray squirrel that he comes down, you know, comes across the, the power line, comes down the telephone pole, cuts across the sidewalk, jumps on my... Uh, fencing runs the mm-hmm. you know aluminum fencing bar all the way to the feeder area and then he stops and he looks at me like all right is he gonna do it? It, it's like one of those old westerns where the two guys are facing each other and they got their hands on their six guns <laughs> yep. and it's yeah. like okay who's gonna <laughs> flinch first you know <laughs> yeah, what are you gonna do for me yeah you know but uh, it's, it's really amazing to see what they do and how the kind of the thought process is and how they'll try things several different ways in order to, you know, figure out a problem of uh, what's in front of them. And they're all, of course, food-motivated. A lot of times people are wondering, they see uh, squirrels chasing each other, and they'll be chasing each other, and they oftentimes think of it as aggression. Typically speaking, those chases happen early in the spring when uh, it's mating time, and those are males chasing females. Uh, Gray squirrels also lay down a scent uh, in the treetop on the branches that they're working, that they're running around on, hmm. and they can follow this scent trail, and they know where they're going. Uh, it's not just haphazardly; they're just not like, "Oh, let's see what goes there, what goes here." You know, they they got trails uh, sent down where they can actually determine where they're going and how they're going to get there too. Gray squirrels are also one of those animals who uh, uh, will kind of take advantage of natural cavities in trees for their shelter, but they'll also build leaf nests. Leaf nests are called drays. 
these drays are used for emergencies. Uh, they're used for a quick getaway or an afternoon nap or these types of things. They mm. typically don't use them for, like, wintertime, uh, you know, uh, protection. They usually use uh, a, a, a cavity in a tree. But these uh, uh, squirrel nests, these leaf nests, these dray nests, are, uh, are used uh, quite often in the uh, summer months, too. It's amazing. And, and once again, we're, we're talking with, uh, with Stan uh, Tequila. And Stan is a naturalist. I mean, he's just a nature guy. And he is just fantastic. Lives up in Came from Chicago, but moved up to Minnesota down the road. Yeah, and, you remember. <laughs> oh, I do. I do, my friend. Yeah. I can't remember where in Chicago, but I remember Chicago. And uh, yeah. the, the neat thing about the squirrels are, I always say this. I don't care if you're a fisherman, a hunter, or whatever. If you're out fishing, you you see something, you go, "What is that?" Or you you're out, you know, bird watching, you see a fish. What kind of fish is that? This is where we are, the total naturalists ourselves. We need to learn more about these things. And these squirrels, gray squirrels, in our backyard, everybody's got them running around. <laughs> sometimes more than mm-hmm. others. And the one that takes my hummingbird feeder and tips it on its end and drinks it dry, I'm waiting for him to go for <laughs> insulin shots. Um, you know, it's just amazing to learn what's right in your own backyard. And you've heard me on the air uh, say a number of times, gee whiz, that's pretty cool. Well, that's Stan's line I've stolen. I told him I'm stealing a line. I love it. But, you know, it's just this is where you learn about it. You learn in your backyard. You learn in the forest preserves. You learn on a hike with your kids. And the more you learn, the more you can explain to them, the better off you are. And today we learned about the eastern gray squirrel, that little barking <laughs> guy <laughs> that drives me crazy. <laughs> uh-huh. oh. you know, I, think, I think you've kind of hit on it just right there. Um, when we understand things, when we understand um, and have more in-depth knowledge of anything, we tend then to take better care of it. We tend to make the right choices, and we tend to do what's right for that, whatever it is. And so for me, education about the natural world is paramount. This is my whole career of learning about nature, helping people to understand it. That way, when it comes to making the right decisions for these types of things, um, when you're armed with that right information, you tend to move forward in a, in a positive manner. Exactly. And if anybody wants to follow Stan, you can follow him on uh, Facebook at uh, Stan Tequila. That's T-E-K-I-E-L-A. And then you can also follow him on Twitter or go to naturesmart.com, one of my favorite websites. <laughs> and you, too, can be a backyard naturalist. Sounds good, doesn't it? Sounds good to me. <laughs> Once again, thanks for coming on the show, Stan. All right, Chauncey. Talk to you next time. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors. You know us. Hey, we know the outdoors. If you fish and hunt in Illinois, you'll love Midwest Outdoors magazine. Right now, you can get a full year of Midwest Outdoors, 12 issues, for only fourteen ninety five. That's a $15 savings off the regular newsstand price. Whatever species you fish, whatever game you hunt, Midwest Outdoors experts will share their time-tested techniques and favorite spots with you. 
Each month, Midwest Outdoors has dozens and dozens of articles, reports, maps, and proven methods to help you enjoy the outdoors. Illinois residents receive a free state section focusing on fishing and hunting right here in Illinois. Pick up Midwest Outdoors at leading newsstands. Or to save $15 off the annual cover price, subscribe to Midwest Outdoors. You'll get 12 issues for only $14.95. Call now, 1-800-606-3474. That's 1-800-606-FISH. Visa, MasterCard, and American Express are accepted. Or to subscribe online, punch up MidwestOutdoors.com on the web. Midwest Outdoors, helping people like you enjoy the outdoors. When you're fishing for salmon with Diamond Ghost Charters on Lake Michigan, the two words every fisherman loves to yell is, Fish on! And Captain Tony of Diamond Ghost Charters will put you on the fish when you're looking to go. So let Diamond Ghost Charters out of Winthrop Harbor hook you up with a chunky summer coho, a trophy fall king, or a lunker lake trout. They're all waiting for you with Diamond Ghost Charters. Don't wait. Call Captain Tony at 847-838-2037. And get ready to yell, Fish on! Waterworks knows the area lakes and boat ramps are opening up and Mercury Marine wants you to repower your current boat with a new Mercury outboard motor from the only authorized Mercury Repower Center in Northeast Illinois, Waterworks Boat Sales. Get the right motor on that boat you love with professional service at the right price from the only authorized Mercury Repowered Center in Northeastern Illinois, Waterworks Boat Sales. Call them at 708-798-9700. Plan your next Illinois adventure to Ren Lake, where the fun begins. Ren Lake is situated in the heart of scenic southern Illinois and can offer you 19,000 acres of water fun and recreation, all within Interstates 57 and 64. At their website, enjoyrenlake.com, you can learn about Southern Illinois lodging at its finest, restaurants, family activities, bike trails, camping, and some fantastic fishing and hunting all in one spot at Ren Lake. And it's one of my favorite places to go. So go to enjoyrenlake.com or call them at 314-580-2577. 314-580-2577. And plan your next Illinois adventure that will have you coming back again and again. Illinois, mile after magnificent mile. Mark your calendar for August 1st and come on out to Chauncey's Great Outdoors live remote outside in front of Paul's Pizza and Hot Dogs in Westchester, Illinois. It's a BYOC, bring your own chair and face mask. Be part of the audience at Chauncey's live show with food, prizes, great guests and more. All at Paul's Pizza and Hot Dogs on 31st and Wolf Road in Westchester, Illinois in front of the store. So mark that calendar for August 1st at 6 a.m. And BYOC, bring your own chair and face mask and be part of the Midwest number one outdoor show, Chauncey's Great Outdoors at Paul's Pizza and Hot Dogs in Westchester. Don't just make your next walleye trip to Lake Erie, just another trip. Make it a Bay's Edge and Mark 1 sport fishing charter walleye trip with world-class fishing and luxurious lodging to meet your family and group demands you can rent a modern three-bedroom townhouse that includes towels, linens, a fully equipped kitchen, two baths, a gas grill, a washer and dryer, and more. Then set out on a trip with Mark One Charters and be part of the best walleye fishing in years on Lake Erie with everything provided. For more information, call 419-734-3016 or go to baysedge.com or marquonesportfishing.com. 
This segment is brought to you by Waterworks. Waterworks Boat Sales at 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills, 708 798 9700. Hey there, fellas, we got the day off. What you want to do? They want to stay home and cut the grass? No! Let's go out to the junkyard and watch the bumpers run. Well, let's go fishing. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors on ESPN AM 1000 in Chicago. Hey everybody, welcome back to Chauncey's Great Outdoors. And you know, a couple of weeks ago, a month ago, whatever it was, we, we had somebody from the National Lyme Association, Lyme Disease Association, and, you know, she told us all about, you know, the different things like that, but we really didn't get into how do you not get ticks. <laughs> and on the phone with me right now, we've got Brian, Brian Anders. And Brian, how are you? I'm doing really good, that's for sure. Ah, uh, yes. And uh, like I said, ticks are, uh, this is the time of the year for the little tickies, isn't it? Oh heck yeah, they are out for yeah. sure. And and Brian Anderson, everybody has a, a great website uh, that's called the Tick Terminator dot com. Do you have to do it in an Arnold Schwarzenegger voice or no? Well, I don't know. I should practice that sometimes. <laughs> the Tick Terminator Tick Terminator dot com. <laughs> hey, we have fun with it. Yeah, but listen, you know, Brian, talk to me about what do I do to prevent getting ticks? Because I mean, I. I, you're not going to keep me locked up all summer, fall, and spring, and you know, warm fall days, etc. I mean, what do I do to not get ticks on me? Stay in your house and never go out. <laughs> but you can't do that. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're uh, out. We're outdoors, geeks. We got to go outside. I know. I know. I, I'm an outdoors guy too. What What I do is I figured, hey, I'm going to prepare myself. You know, like kind of like a boy scout here. Uh, you want to prepare yourself for, for anything. And uh, what I do is, is, is I treat my, my clothes and, and, and uh, stuff w- with a product called Permithrin. Uh, it's, it's a really cool product. It was created in the 70s. And uh, it was actually made about four different purposes. Uh, one purpose is, is for farmers, you know, to spray in their crops to keep bugs off. Mm-hmm. Uh, Farmers use it to, to spray on the cattle to keep bugs off. It's also used for scabies and lice on humans. And then the fourth uh, concoction or formulation is, is made so you can spray it on your clothes and keep bugs off. And that's what we talk about today, which is wonderful. Hmm. Uh, and it just, the cool thing about permethrin is that it, it, it is not a daily application. Uh, permethrin adheres to the to the fabric of the of the garments, the apparel, and stays there for weeks and months on end, even through the washing machine, which is the cool thing about it. So, I mean my laundry detergent doesn't get rid of it? No, no, it takes several launderings. Uh, the permethrin that I work with is actually a concentrate. It's the only one on the market that's EPA registered for clothes uh, that you can get in the United States. It's on my website, of course, and you actually, depending on how you mix it, is how long it will last on your clothes. Hmm. Uh, let's say uh, you, you mix uh, one cup of it, you know, that comes in a box with a 32-ounce bottle, a spray bottle that also comes with, with a package here. And that would last, one, one cup would last for three weeks, 
or three washes. All right? Mm-hmm. If you put two cups in there, it lasts for six weeks and six washes. You know, three weeks, nine weeks, and nine washes. So every, you know, each cup is for three cups or three weeks. And this isn't at all dangerous for me. No, no. Military's been using permethrin for like almost 30 years. Uh, It's been retailed for people for, gosh, 20 plus years now. Mm -hmm. Uh, So yeah, it's, it's, it's very, very, I mean, I hate to even use the word toxicity because it's so low it barely even registers mm-hmm. but to a bug like a, a, a tick yeah it's really toxic uh though and like i like i was mentioning before the way it works for bugs it's called a contact repellent that means when a bug uh, uh, a mosquito or a little you know a black fly or something like that land on, let's say, your leg that's treated with the permethrin, it wants to get off because it drives their nervous system crazy. Now, like I was saying before, ticks, when they crawl up up your pants, uh, get to like your thigh, every step they take is being affected, uh, you know, through their nervous system and it's driving them nuts. So a lot of times the, the permethrin actually kills a tick and they fall off, or they sometimes they just jump off because they can't stand it any longer, and then they die. Mm-hmm. You know, um, one of the things I was telling you, I says, you know, I, I don't have to be camping or hiking in the woods. I mean, I've gotten ticks in my backyard, which I never used to have before. And uh, it's worse. Yeah, I mean, so it, I mean, we're just, they're going to be here, folks, so you better get used to it. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, I keep my grass cut, you know, and I don't have weeds growing. And uh, what what can I do for my backyard just for myself and, and spring, besides spraying all my clothes. <laughs> Let me ask you, do many animals come into your yard? No. Wild animals? No. Well, you know, I get uh, I get a bird feeder, so i got a squirrel that decides to raid it once a day. I have uh, chipmunks that run through it. Okay. And that's it. I don't know if a raccoon or a possum or any of those things come through, but possums like like to eat ticks. I know that. Oh, um, possums love ticks, man. It's like chocolate to them. I know. That blows my mind. <laughs> it's like, eh, ah. and, 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 and any other uh, other enemies of ticks are, are like uh, uh, poultry, like guinea hens, mm-hmm. chickens, turkeys. Yeah. Turkeys, they go through the woods. They have a voracious appetite. I mean, man, they're, they're like a gall-darn vacuum cleaner going through the woods. And, they're, and what happens is sometimes they eat so many little bugs, praying mantis and spiders, who are natural enemies of ticks. They eat so many that sometimes they've taken away the natural enemies mm-hmm. of the ticks so the ticks can thrive even more. Yeah. Now, is, is there something I could use in my yard to, you know, knock the ticks down? There's numerous different things that you can use, even at, I, I, I mentioned some of those on my website there. Mm-hmm. Uh, at, and the website versions. is? TheTickTerminator.com. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, but we're harmless. Not That's like right. The, not like the, the D-Tick Terminator. That's right. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, there's, there's different things like that, even uh, from uh, uh, stores where you can get different insecticides. I mean, uh, uh, insecticide companies, what do you call them? I can't think of the name from right now, but... Uh, mm-hmm. uh, they, they would have things they could spray on yards, too. Uh, incidentally, you said you had little little varmints there, too, okay? Yeah. Uh, 
here's some. There's, there's so many things to think about here. Uh, the life cycle of, of a tick. I'm going to go over that just briefly here. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, a female gives birth to about a thousand to three thousand at a time. They're born in a little egg. All right. In about about now is when they're start starting to come out in, in June and July. Yeah. And after a couple of weeks, after they're out of the egg, then they start looking for their first host. Their first host. Since they're on the ground, it's typically going to be like a white butter mouse or a little squirrel, something like that. They jump on that little varmint, okay, and they start sucking the blood out of that little white butter mouse. And the germs they get from that white butter mouse is what gives them Lyme or other tick-borne diseases. They're not born with it. Mm. Okay? So then after a couple of days, they get off, and then they hang around, you know, and do whatever ticks do, which is not a whole lot. Uh, the next spring they come up as another little, a bigger tick, of course, because they had their blood meal. They only eat once once a year for blood. Uh, That's it? Once a year they eat? eat? Yeah, once a year. <laughs> so they come out the next spring in a vengeance, you know, like in April when the snow melts, and uh, they're they're looking for their, their next host. And the, some people call them a seed tick. And uh, they are responsible for a lot of uh, people getting various tick-borne diseases because they're so small you can barely see them. Mm-hmm. And uh, they may get a little bigger. They may get on us. They may get on, a, like, maybe a squirrel, a bigger squirrel, a, a, a raccoon, a rabbit, something like that, for their next meal that year. Mm-hmm. And then they're on there for a couple of days, get off, and they, then they morph into the next series, which is, you know, a, a adult series at the end. And then they look for their blood meal the next year, uh, they usually get on the deer for the their last meal, and they mate on the deer. And the next spring, the male gets off, dies. The female gets off, gives birth to several thousand ticks, and then she dies. So it's about a three-year life cycle. It's kind of how it goes. Wow. I didn't realize so, I was so, a, the Thanksgiving turkey for a tick. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so those those little squirrels and stuff like that going through mm-hmm. could be possibly even dropping off ticks in your yard that you didn't even realize it after because they've only been on for a couple of days, you right. know, and they just drop off wherever. Mm-hmm. That's so right. that That's... could even be uh, part of the factor right there. That's really interesting. And <laughs> once again, we've been talking with Brian Anderson, who uh, is, he talks about how to prevent getting ticks on you. That's the key because we're all going to go out and enjoy the woods. We have to get outside, whether you're gardening, whether you're doing this, you have to get outside. And these are ways for you to prevent those little buggers from latching onto you and, uh, you know, having a little meal and then taking a nap for uh, 12 months or whatever it is they do. <laughs> but, uh, That's you know, the way they are around here. Yeah. Brian, once again, what is the website for more information from, for people to check out? The tick terminator. TheTickTerminator.com. Yep. And uh, you can get a whole lot more information and, you you know, check it all out. And don't stop enjoying the outdoors. Get out. And he's got information there about for your yard, for your pets, for your clothing, for all kinds of stuff, right? Yep. And, and, and I don't know how much longer we have here, but uh, I want to definitely say this. If somebody, we got a couple minutes here to tell me if they get bit and stuff like that. Go ahead. Okay. If they get bit... Uh, one of the best ways to take off a tick is with a fine tip tweezers or a little thing called a tick key. You don't want to grab 
and pull up the body because you're going to kind of tick off a tick, and he may <laughs> be more apt to puke in you the bathtub, which you don't want anyway. Mm-hmm. So you want to take them off kind of carefully. All those little, you know, wives' tales about, you know, Vaseline and matches and all that kind of stuff don't really work. Okay. But then if that bite, here's, here's the most important thing to remember what I got, have to say right now is this. If that bite get, turns into uh, like a bad rash or maybe a bullseye rash or if you feel achy joints, flu-like symptoms, feeling miserable since that tick bite, it's not COVID, it's probably, uh, or I should say it could be possibly Lyme disease, okay? Mm-hmm. And you do not want to tough it out and say, oh, man, I'm just going to you know, forget this and uh, just you know, suck it up. You want to see some physician here soon, I mean within a week or so. Get because, to your doctor. Right, and they will probably put somebody on a round of antibiotics, which is typically doxycycline. I'm not a doctor here mm-hmm. or a Lyme expert, but that's typically what's done. And you get it, take care of it in the beginning, and you get rid of it. If you wait six, eight months, then it's really hard to get rid of. So early detection and early uh, treatment is the absolute key. That's the most important thing I'm going to say in the whole thing. Okay, cool. Well, thank you so much. Thanks so much for being on the show this morning, Brian. Okay? No problem. You're listening. Glad to be there. You're listening. That's once again, everybody. That's the TickTerminator.com. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors. You know us. Hey, we know the outdoors. If you fish and hunt in Illinois, you'll love Midwest Outdoors magazine. Right now, you can get a full year of Midwest Outdoors, 12 issues, for only $14.95. That's a $15 savings off the regular newsstand price. Whatever species you fish, whatever game you hunt, Midwest Outdoors experts will share their time-tested techniques and favorite spots with you. Each month, Midwest Outdoors has dozens and dozens of articles, reports, maps, and proven methods to help you enjoy the outdoors. Illinois residents receive a free state section focusing on fishing and hunting right here in Illinois. Pick up Midwest Outdoors at leading newsstands. Or to save $15 off the annual cover price, subscribe to Midwest Outdoors. You'll get 12 issues for only $14.95. Call now, 1-800-606-3474. That's 1-800-606-FISH. Visa, MasterCard, and American Express are accepted. Or to subscribe online, punch up MidwestOutdoors.com on the web. Midwest Outdoors, helping people like you enjoy the outdoors. When you're fishing for salmon with Diamond Ghost Charters on Lake Michigan, the two words every fisherman loves to yell is, Fish on! And Captain Tony of Diamond Ghost Charters will put you on the fish when you're looking to go. A salmon fishing trip with Diamond Ghost Charters is a perfect way to spend a half a day or a full day out fishing with friends, family, or co-workers all on Lake Michigan. So let Diamond Ghost Charters out of Winthrop Harbor hook you up with a chunky summer coho, a trophy fall king, or a lunker lake trout. They're all waiting for you with Diamond Ghost Charters. Don't wait. Call Captain Tony at 847 838 2037. That's 847 838 2037. And get ready to yell, fish on! Waterworks has been there through this pandemic for the first responders' service marine needs for their boats and helping you with your own boating needs while you get ready to launch your boat this year. Waterworks knows the area lakes and boat ramps are opening up, and Mercury Marine wants you to repower your current boat with a new Mercury outboard motor from the only authorized Mercury repowered center in northeastern Illinois. 
Waterworks Boat Sales. Get the right motor on that boat you love with professional service at the right price. From the only authorized Mercury Reed Power Center in Northeastern Illinois, Waterworks Boat Sales. But if you need service or parts for your current boat or accessories from maps, oil, electronics, life jackets, or water toys, you only need to make one call or stop. Go to waterworks.com or call them at 708-798-9700 and tell them Chauncey sent you. Hookandhunttv.com is educating and informative. Jim Crowley shows anglers and hunters how, when, and why. If you have attended his seminars, you know his no-nonsense approach. Watch, learn, and apply. Information is the key to success on hookandhunttv.com. Chauncey here. All shooters are invited to the Pathway to Adventures Sporting Clays Classic on Friday, August 21st at the Spalis Sportsman's Club at 24038 South Harlem Avenue in Frankfort, Illinois. This is a fun shoot for friends and family for experienced shooters and novices to help support the scouting program at the Pathway to Adventure Council here in Northeastern Illinois. All shooters get a gift, continental breakfast, a tailgate lunch, fun games, and you help support a great program. For reservations, call Brooke Parker at 312-421-8800, extension 213. Be there, I will. This segment is brought to you by DiamondGhostCharters.com. Go fishing with Captain Tony and get ready to yell, fish on! Somebody say hey, we want some Hey, it's Captain Jonathan off Deadliest Catch. You're listening to Chauncey's Great Outdoors. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Chauncey's Great Outdoors. And who's on the phone? It's my buddy, Joe Cochran, Nature's Image Taxidermy. Hey, Joe, how are you? I'm doing really good, Chauncey. How are you? I'm, you know, having a little fun here this morning, but, you know, wanted to... I haven't had you on, and I apologize, in a couple of years, but... You, you are my go-to taxidermist, and so many people have caught big salmon. I've seen some killer perch. I've seen largemouth bass. People send me photos of walleye from Lake Erie, uh, the chain. I've seen big pike out of Delavan. I've seen musky early in this. Well, it's kind of not musky weather now, but earlier in the summer, musky. I mean, if somebody catches these fish and goes, you know, I want to, this is a trophy. I want to put it on the wall. What should I think about or what should I do <laughs> is my question to you. Okay, there's really two types of mounts. One is the replicas and two is the skin mount. Um, let's categorize these with Lake Michigan. We'll go with the trout and salmon off of Lake Michigan. I do not recommend doing a skin mount out of any fish out of the lake. Um, trout and salmon are very oily, very greasy. Uh, could I do a skin mount? Yes. The longevity is short because we cannot control the grease and oil that's in the pockets in the fish. I highly recommend doing a replica. A replica lasts forever. It'll look just like your fish. No one will ever know it's a replica unless you tell them. Uh, the replicas today are a thousand times better than the replicas 20 years ago. Uh, they'll have the gills. They'll have the teeth. They'll have everything with them. Uh, you pretty much, if, if you catch your salmon, say you catch a lake trout. You want to do it. With the cell phones nowadays, I highly recommend take several pictures of that fish. The colors will change. 
You want to turn around and see the colors of the fish. And the sun reflecting on the fish makes a difference. So take some with the, with the sun or against the sun so that I can really see the color and the detail, and your fish is going to look exactly like that. Cool. The second one would be skin mounts. Mm-hmm. Um, say you take your son, Chauncey, or your grandchild. I just had my grandson out fishing, Beckett, and uh, we turn around, and he caught a nice bluegill. We released it. I, um, I just didn't want to do that as it. But if say you catch that fish and you go, wow, this is my son's first fish or my grandson's first fish, you turn around, I would take care of that fish. One, when you get it in the ice, get it, get it in a cooler. Don't put it on a stringer. Don't let it hang around the dock all day. Take a few good pictures. Put it in a cooler on ice. When you get home, wrap it in a wet towel. What a wet towel does when it's frozen is it'll protect that fish. It'll keep the colors. It'll keep the fins from breaking up. Put that in a plastic bag and freeze it, and then you'll turn around and you won't get water all over your freezer. When I get it, when I open that up, I'll see most of the colors. Yes, a picture always helps for me painting that fish. Um, with bass, the same thing with bass or walleye and stuff like this, they really turn out nice. Hmm. You know, I've got to agree with you on the... Uh the replicas, because I have seen people who had a, a king salmon mounted a couple of years ago, or they and the head just starts to look a little funky to me. Yes, that's the grease coming out. Uh, they're oily. I mean, I held um, the Mayor Daly Memorial Award back in 1978, and um, that's before I really got in taxidermy. I that's how I got started. Mm-hmm. But the head just deteriorated. I mean, the skin, the back end will hold up, but the head just, the grease just seeps out, and it just starts, you start seeing that nasty look to the face. Hmm. It don't look as crisp. That's why I highly recommend the replicas. The same thing with the muskie, the big northern. Let them big ones go. Let them breed and do a replica. Now, give 100% guarantee on a replica. If you really don't like it, you don't have to take it. Mm-hmm. Now, the, uh, and one of the things, I, I have to say this. When, when you talk to a taxidermist, you're not talking to a taxidermist, everybody. You are honestly talking to an artist because it's how they paint, how they, the, the tricks of the trade, the, the years of experience, and how do they make that look just like that photo? How do they make that color just blend in so well? You're not going to get that. Um, you know, even a skin-mounted fish, when you... He takes the skin off of a fish. There's no color in it. He's got to put all the color back to it. And right. that's why he says, uh, but an artist, you know, a taxidermist truly is an artist. And when you look at somebody in, the, in their work and you go, whoa, then you know you've got an artist. Remember that. Yeah. You know, there's some very good taxidermists out there. Uh, I've won awards at State, National, and World. And there's some guys that are starting out. They're good. You know, you, you look at the pricing as the difference. Uh, I've been around for a long time. Me and you go back to when we were young. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we really do. Want, yeah, you really want, to, to, if you really want that to last for a long time, pay the money, get a good taxidermist, and it works. A lot of people think the color in a skin mount is on top of the scale. And this is what's hard about painting a fish. The color in a fish is actually underneath. If you take a scale off a fish, it's crystal clear. It's, it's see-through. The color is on the skin of the fish. Mm-hmm. The scale is that. 
So we got to replicate what it would look like coming through the scale. Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, it makes complete sense. It makes complete sense. And and when, like I said, the more you've got somebody, the the the, the better it is. Um, you know, and some people there's all the you know you can have a mount where the fish is just sitting on the wall, you know, uh, horizontally. But I've seen mounts where, uh, you know, uh, my dream is to get a stringer of jumbo perch <laughs> and have them on. Uh, you remember the good days? Yeah, that's what I mean. Oh, my God. And, and I, I would love to see a stringer of jumbo perch hanging, you know, v- vertically I, like they were on a stringer. And just, you know, so it's like that's just kind of a neat thing to see. Uh, I mean, so you don't have to just have a fish there. Depend, you know, what you're looking for, and you got to price things out. You can make a fish look really cool, or you can, you know, have it jumping out of a thing. And and I've stuff that Joe Cochran has done, ladies and gentlemen, will knock your socks off. Period. End of sentence. Don't even go any further. <laughs> and I think I did a. I think I did a walleye for you for um, one of the park districts or something. Yeah. You don't have to put the fish on the wall. You could do a table mount yeah. to replicate. Uh, what I do is I use a real nice walnut oval. I put the driftwood coming up, and I'd like say I had, a, I believe it was a walleye I did mm-hmm. for you, where he's underwater chasing a minnow around a stump. That brings creativity to the art. Does, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, it was a it was a twenty nine or thirty one and a half inch walleye from Tampier Lake, and right. uh, I mean it's it was in actually it's now in a glass case when they bring it out at, at sports shows <laughs> because everybody's touching it. You know, they want to touch it. And the worst thing, in the the one thing I would stress to anybody: mm-hmm. the better you give me the fish, the better you get it back. You better get don't it beat back. it up. Don't you know. That's why I say wrap it in a wet towel, put it in a plastic bag, and freeze it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it. And it doesn't matter if it's a deer, a duck, or anything. You must take care of it because the better I get it, the better you get it back. Exactly, exactly. Hey, um, so if you, well, I'm just going to recoup here. Uh, if you're taking a picture for a, a mount or even a, a, if you, a, something, a smaller one that you're going to do a skim mount on, but you, know, you right. want to take it, make sure your face feels the sun. Because if right. your face feels the sun, the sun is on the fish, and then take several. Just you know, don't just take one straight on. Roll the fish back a half an inch and take another one. Roll it back another half an inch. Take another one. You know, uh, take a picture of the f- looking down the face of it. I mean, take a number of different photos quickly because if you're going to release it, uh, but the more you give him, the better off it's going to be. And for uh, amount and the, like I said, it, you guys are artists. You're not taxidermists. You're artists. I always remember that. Yeah. Well, thank you. Hey, what's and, your phone? And with the, with the cell phones nowadays, you could take a thousand pictures. It yeah. don't cost you. I remember in the old days, people would bring in pictures that they got from Osco or Jewel. Nowadays, with the cell phone, you could text it to me, email it to me, and I have that there when I'm painting that fish. Yeah. Hey, what's your uh, phone number? Somebody wants to get a hold of you or a website or anything? I, I'm Nature's Image Taxidermy. Mm-hmm. I'm out of Lombard, Illinois. My phone number is area code 630-629-8968. I do have a website. It's naturesimagetaxidermy.com out okay. of Lombard. And can we have a conversation later this summer about ducks, geese, deer, squirrels, whatever? <laughs> you're more than welcome, John. You know you're a good friend. Um, you know you're welcome to hunt with me at any time for turkey or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but we've had a lot of fun. We've been we known each other a long, long time. That's right. Sometimes we've had too much fun, but we won't talk about those nights. John's <laughs> <laughs> your good friend, but no. If anybody's got any questions, I don't charge. You're more than welcome to come in. You're welcome to look at my work up front, personal. Mm-hmm. Look at my website, and we can go from there. Cool. And once again, what's your phone number? Area code six three zero six two nine eight nine. Joe Cochran, thank you very much. Nature's Image Taxidermy. You're more than welcome, Chauncey. Have a good day. Hunt safe. Yep. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors. You know us. Hey, we know the outdoors. Chauncey here. All shooters are invited to the Pathway to Adventures Sporting Clays Classic on Friday, August 21st at the Spalis Sportsman's Club at 24038 South Harlem Avenue in Frankfort, Illinois. This is a fun shoot for friends and family for experienced shooters and novices to help support the scouting program at the Pathway to Adventure Council here in Northeastern Illinois. All shooters get a gift, continental breakfast, a tailgate lunch, fun games, and you help support a great program. For reservations, call Brooke Parker at 312-421-8800, extension 213. Be there, I will. Waterworks has been there through this pandemic for the first responders' service marine needs for their boats and helping you with your own boating needs while you get ready to launch your boat this year. Waterworks knows the area lakes and boat ramps are opening up and Mercury Marine wants you to repower your current boat with a new Mercury outboard motor from the only authorized Mercury repowered center in northeastern Illinois, Waterworks Boat Sales. Get the right motor on that boat you love with professional service at the right price. From the only authorized Mercury Reed Power Center in Northeastern Illinois, Waterworks Boat Sales. But if you need service or parts for your current boat or accessories from maps, oil, electronics, life jackets, or water toys, you only need to make one call or stop. Go to waterworks.com or call them at 708-798-9700 and tell them Chauncey sent you. Plan your next Illinois adventure to Ren Lake, where the fun begins. Ren Lake is situated in the heart of scenic southern Illinois and can offer you 19,000 acres of water fun and recreation, all within Interstates 57 and 64. At their website, enjoyrenlake.com, you can learn about southern Illinois lodging at its finest, restaurants, family activities, bike trails, camping, and some fantastic fishing and hunting all in one spot at Ren Lake. And it's one of my favorite places to go. So go to enjoyrenlake.com or call them at 314-580-2577. 314-580-2577. And plan your next Illinois adventure that will have you coming back again and again. Illinois, mile after magnificent mile. Mark your calendar for August 1st and come on out to Chauncey's Great Outdoors live remote outside in front of Paul's Pizza and Hot Dogs in Westchester, Illinois. It's a BYOC, bring your own chair and face mask. Be part of the audience at Chauncey's live show with food, prizes, great guests, and more. All at Paul's Pizza and Hot Dogs on 31st and Wolf Road in Westchester, Illinois, in front of the store. So mark that calendar for August 1st at 6 a.m. and BYOC. Bring your own chair and face mask and be part of the Midwest number one outdoor show, Chauncey's Great Outdoors at Paul's Pizza and Hot Dogs in Westchester. If you have attended his seminars, you know his no-nonsense approach. Watch, learn, and apply information is the key to success on hookandhunttv.com. 
Own your own boat and want to make your next walleye trip to Port Clinton enjoyable? Then call Bay's Edge at 419-734-3016 and enjoy a beautiful townhouse with a full kitchen, sleeping for seven, spacious living quarters, a private deck on a huge pond full of the biggest fish you will ever see and catch, all catch and release. But you can also pull your own boat right next to the townhouse and recharge your batteries to be ready for that next day to catch that walleye of a lifetime. Once you stay at BaysEdge.com, you won't stay anywhere else. For more information, call 419-734-3016 or go to BaysEdge.com and be amazed of Lake Erie's best-kept secret, BaysEdge.com. Chauncey's Great Outdoors is brought to you by Waterworks, 18660 South Cicero Avenue and Country Club Hills, 708-798-9700, Paul's Pizza in Westchester on 31st and Wolf Road, Diamond Ghost Charters at diamondghostcharters.com, hookandhunttv.com, Midwest Outdoors Magazine, the magazine for the knowledgeable sportsman, Ren Lake Area Tourism at visitrenlake.com and enjoyrenlake.com. Bizbaits, the soft plastic baits made for the professional bass angler who want to catch more fish. You can get them at bizbaits.com. This segment is brought to you by Waterworks. Waterworks Boat Sales at 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills, 708-798-9700. Well, now take down your fishing pole and meet me at the fishing hole. We may not get a bite all day, but don't you rush away. What a great place to rest your bones and mighty fun. I was listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoor on ESPN Radio AM 1000 in Chicago. Whether it's cool Welcome back, everybody, to Chauncey's Great Outdoors. Chauncey here. Let's go over a couple of fishing and outdoor items because we're a little bit short on time. (laughs) I guess I talk too much. Uh, Lake Michigan, Chicago. Captain Tony says he got out at 4 o'clock this morning. He's got a couple in the cooler already. He's doing well, but it's just going to be a hot one. He says he's trying to get done by 10 in the morning. Otherwise, it's going to be tough. Chicagoland Lakefront is still close to sitting shore fishing, but I know guys that are walking the shoreline, casting and catching a few fish here and there, that's a good sign. Uh, The salmon anglers are going out anywhere between uh, 60 to 140 feet of water, and that's where they're picking up all their fish right now, which is a good sign. Perch uh, blew out with the heavy winds we got, and it's settling down. They'll be back in 20 to 40 feet of water. Salmon are also active between 50 and 90 feet. Set everything from 25 feet down. You should be able to find them. Cook County Forest Preserves, get all your fishing in done before 9, 10 o'clock in the morning because it's going to be a hot one. Uh, so please think about that, and it should be work. Uh, West Michigan, my Aiden fishing report. He says, Papa, it was a great time last weekend with uh, Mila's communion, uh, but my friends went out of Muskegon, Alice did, and they were fishing in for salmon and steelhead in 100 to 180 feet of water, 40 to 100 feet down. St. Joe River, Roger's dad went down there with him, and he said the perch fishing was pretty good in 18 to 24 feet of water. And out of Holland, they caught steelhead and salmon 40 to 100 feet down in 100 to 180 feet of water. Orange, green, and blue spoons were the important things to go with. This is a short report because dad and I are going down to the river to see if we can catch some smallmouth bass. I'll tell you about it next week. 
<laughs> I love that little kid. And Aiden's Fishing Report is sponsored by Waterworks Marine. Speaking of sponsors, Mark1Sportfishing.com and BaysEdge.com from Port Clinton, Ohio. Walleye action slowed as wind in the hatch of gnats made it tough fishing. Some fishing, some fish were found in 15 to 20 feet down uh, in 28 feet of water. Purple, uh, gold, and orange were hot colors right now. Lake has been a little bit bumpy, as they say. Uh, Spart Mark 1 Sport Fishing Charters found fish casting night crawlers on spinners, letting them drop between 15 and a 22 count, trolling with spoons in 25 to 35 feet of water. They switched the yellow birds and shallow running crankbaits, and the action improved. He said he should have started that out early. For more information about Mark 1 Sport Fishing Charters and the best place to stay at baysedge.com, uh, call 419 734 3016. 419 734 3016. Give them a call today and ask for, for more information. If I get 10 people to call them, I get a free ice cream cone. <laughs> Illinois Fox action uh, is good for bluegills around the weeds. Close to shore, little fish. Deeper weeds, bigger fish. Remember that bass are slowing down with the heat. Try those deep weed lines also on the Fox chain. Out at LaSalle, things are improving. Uh, there really wasn't a bad fish kill. It's just a lot of shad died off. So there re really is a lot of activity. And our friends down at Ren Lake, they're saying crop bass are good on rattle bats early in the morning. Crappie are good around structured 10 to 12 feet. Christmas trees, spider blocks, that's where you want to be. Well, I can kind of hear a flute playing, so that must mean we're coming to the end of the show. And I always like to leave you with a Native American proverb. And once again... This is for my buddy, Apen Sui Majawat. It says, Give me knowledge so I may have kindness for all. Give me knowledge so I may have kindness for all. Boy, let me tell you, in days like today, that's a really true statement. Thanks a lot, Apen Sui. He's a pretty good guy. Well, I'd like, once again, we don't own the woods, the rain, the storm, the fish we catch. We really do borrow it all from our children's children's children. We'll see you next week on your favorite, most listened to outdoor radio show in the Midwest, and believe it or not, in Europe, <laughs> Chauncey's Great Outdoors. Take care, everybody. Have fun. Be safe. Drink a lot of water this weekend. And be careful in the great outdoors. Take care, everybody.